Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I wanted to do a really condensed <laughs> or quick update on some of the things that have been um that I've been talking a little bit about in the last in some of my my um podcasts. I had had this thing come up um with my mother's estate and my divorce <laughs> and yesterday i got the confirmation that it's not a problem parvayan um that it's not um that it's clear from um division to community property um they were trying to basically say that i was hiding assets um uh, and that they believed that he was entitled to part of that money um and and i was trying to figure it out because it was just the nuttiest thing um but the my the money guy was explaining why i guess my mother had bought something um and put my name on it when i was married to him and um and so they believed that it the financial institution believed that it might have been community property but um they looked over and these are like lawyers on both sides so you had like the lawyers from the the um financial institution and lawyers from m- my 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 money guy has a lawyer and they were all looking at it and i got the confirmation yesterday that it is not subject to community property laws and i was i i just started to cry <laughs> i really did it was um it was just a bit of a nagging thing it wasn't it wasn't even that so much as the emotional and just the um catapulting me back to a time in my life that I didn't want to think about you know and then you know this thought like what would he do you know what would he actually do if he was faced with that with you know being asked to sign papers and forfeit an amount of money you know and i was sitting there and and i actually asked my son about it cuz my son um lived with us and um, when we were together at least half the time i said what do you think you would do and this was a this was a really interesting conversation for me because my son was saying you know well, it would be hard to give up you know this amount of money it was enough money that it would be hard to give up um but you know and so and he said well, it it would depend he said it you know and he was going through his inventory of very short inventory of amount of girlfriends you know and if you know and he was kind of saying what he would do with each of them and he basically said because your marriage ended so badly you know he thinks that that guy may have taken the money 
and and <laughs> and then I was I was in the car and I and I texted him and I I'm like there is no way I would have taken the money. I wouldn't have taken the money. I wouldn't have if they confronted me with it and they said, you know, that he came in to this money, you know, would you sign off on it? I would sign off on it. I would not take the money. Even though even how the marriage ended, I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because it would go against my my ethics. I would it would it would go against my my beliefs. And and so um and so like the fact that there was any doubt in my mind that this guy would potentially take some of this money was indicative of part of the reason why we're not together. You know, it's like the problems that lead to the breakup, you know, are are still, you know, are, they're just, it's like this was part of the reason why, like the fact that I did not know, I really didn't, I thought it was 50-50. I thought it was a 50% chance, I, I had no idea what he would do. Like I would have liked to have thought he would have signed off on it. But I really didn't know that guy. I really didn't. I did not even know him well enough to know whether whether he would sign these papers or not. Um, and so, and so I just found that really, really interesting. Um, but and then the the emotional toll, just the whole thing, just kind of in my face and having to get divorce papers. And then I actually had to send him a picture of our dry, our marriage license, which I still have. I don't know why I kept these things, to be honest. I really don't know why I kept them, but I have them. And, um, and now I'm thinking that maybe I should put my divorce papers with my marriage license. <laughs> it's just so nuts. You know, it's like, I don't want to talk about this for a long period of time, but I just think it's just so interesting the way people are with these things. And I got to tell you, I was completely devastated. Like some people, you know, they just, they get into the, in there, they get a divorce and they just don't really care. They just don't, they don't care that they got a divorce. And I, I was, I was really devastated. I mean, the whole process was really quite horrible. Um, I mean, it was as good as it was going to get. I mean, I had to go to court a couple times and everything was just done. I mean, there were no lawyers. I didn't get a lawyer. Um, this wrote up these papers and the judge signed them. And so it was, it was, I'm as painless as it possibly could have been on that sense, but it was, it was really heartbreaking to me on another. And so just like people's flippant attitudes about, about, you know, and it would seem that I had a flippant attitude, wouldn't it? The fact that I did, I did, I am the one that left. And I'm the one that um, filed 
I actually initially filed for an annulment, but you know, you would think that I was the one, but it it actually it wasn't. It wasn't. I I I got there was a situation. There were starting to be situations that I I knew I had to leave. <clears throat> that I don't really want to talk about. <clears throat> but anyway, so that happened and that was just like such a sigh of relief that um, so basically I got confirmation that um, that money is not um, it's not um, community property um, it, and it shouldn't have even been presented to me that way because um, it was an inheritance inheritances are are not community property so um so and then this other thing happened it was just so I've been upset about I also I lost this little present that my supervisor gave me and it was it was meaningful to me because she told me that she was at this market and um she she said that that the lady said, okay, hold your hand over, over these and think about the person and then pick one out. And she picked one out and it was a, there were two things and it was a bracelet. Um, it was a bracelet and it had, um, like the, the chakras or some people call them the energy centers on it, which I just found kind of (laughs) astounding given some, you know, things that I do. Um, and, and it's, it's like mostly white, but then it has the colors like of the chakras and it's just, just like the coolest thing. And, and, um, and then the other one was a hand, um, beaded keychain with a turtle. And that is significant to me too. Um, for various reasons, but I really like turtles. Um, and I sort of remind myself of one sometimes like I'm I'm um I'm prone to like pulling myself into my shell <laughs> for protection. <laughs> it's like, whoa, just just retreat into your shell. Um don't be you. Um anyway, so I don't know. I just thought that those two things well they were lost. I couldn't find them. I'm like, I have no idea where they are and I was so sad. And, um, and I ended up, um, finding them on Sunday night. I found that. And so that gave me hope. And then the third, another thing that was missing was my beanie. I had just bought this beanie at the farmer's market and I, and I, um, oh, I have a fourth thing. Oh my God. I've got to tell you about that too. Um, and so I was, I was really sad that I may have lost this beanie. And so in the, in the, our team meeting yesterday, I mentioned it just in case anyone sees this beanie, like in the car or in any of the offices. I'm like, I have lost this beanie and it is like really special to me. And I, yesterday I got a text message from my my closest coworker that the beanie was in the company car so I was so happy I was like oh thank god um and then this other thing happened I was telling y'all about 
that I had bought something from free people and I was afraid it may have been put in the wrong mailbox and it, they sent me, you know, that you're, it has been delivered and it said that it was delivered in my mailbox. And, um, and so I, I, I open my mailbox and it's in there and I'm just, oh my God, I was so excited. Okay, so then like the, so then it's like, okay, is it going to fit, you know, because whenever you buy things online, you just don't know. But also, you know, I, um, <clears throat> I, I ended up putting it on and it's perfect. I mean, perfect. This little article of clothing fits me perfectly. Like, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> um it's it's um it's kind of interesting um the clothes that i bought for for this particular um trip i'm like they're they're quite a departure from my normal attire like i don't normally wear things like this it's kind of like a like this kind of a thick cotton kind of a um and, and it's like baggy and it has these great big pockets and it's like I don't know I'm like and even the color I got it in this like purple color I'm like um so I'm just like wondering because like I normally would not wear anything like this and um and so it's just like what <laughs> um so but anyway and I have more I have more items that I'm waiting for but um, I just couldn't believe it fit. I mean, I could, but I just put it on. I mean, I opened it and I looked at it and I'm like, I think that might fit. I really do. And then I put it on and I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. And, um, I had sent a picture of, of this note that I got from the financial institution. I'm going back to that original thing. And so she had called me. So we're talking and I'm, I'm walking on the golf course and she's driving. She, she calls me when she's driving home from work. And uh, we're talking and we were talking about something, you know, and, and I've gotten so much crap on social media about this. I can't even tell you, like people just jump down my throat about this. They, they get so mad. Um... I don't understand sometimes the way women dress. I just don't. I don't understand it. Um, this is partly because of the way I was raised. I mean, I was I was raised a Catholic, and my parents were very strict. Like, there is no way they would let me out of the house the way girls dress. Some girls dress today. There is no way they would let me out of the house. And and it's not that I feel like I was repressed. It's not like I feel like I was missing out on anything. I mean, I just, um, I was just, I guess that I like dressing modestly. But there's another part of this that, you know, is... <laughs> And it's not even, it's not even like necessarily to admit, like when you dress with like, say a woman dress with, like you can totally see her breasts, you know, like it, it's, you know, 
it's a culture, you know, and, and, you know, (laughs) and, you know, like other things like accentuating other body parts, you know, like, it's really even hard for women not to look. And I'm not attracted to women, but it's very, very challenging for me not to look when a woman's breasts are just hanging out. Like, it's, (laughs) it's very, very challenging. And, and then they appear to get very upset about getting the wrong kind of attention. And I don't understand that. Why are they getting upset about getting the wrong type of attention? Um, like, why are they upset about that? When it's the kind of attention that they're trying to draw them to themselves. They're trying, like, like I, I wouldn't, I, and I, maybe I should only speak for myself, but I'm just saying, like, I don't dress like that generally ever, like, unless I'm in my bedroom with the man of my dreams, but, (laughs) um, but like, I just don't dress like that. And, and I, I would not feel comfortable getting that type of, of, of attention anyway, because it's the kind of attention like just that somebody wants to have sex with you. It is like a sexual attention, not a, not a, you know, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but, and and if I say anything, if I say anything, I get like just pounced on, you know, in social media, they just like, you know, people just like, I'm a terrible person because I, I'm blaming, I'm victim blaming and all this stuff. And I, and I'm, so I don't even know why I'm talking about it, except that my sister and I were talking about it because I was, I was saying something about this article of clothing and it being a little too short because I, I'm, I really do forget my age most of the time. (laughs) I do. Um, and lately, and I've been sharing with y'all, those of you who actually follow my content, you know, about this body dysmorphia. I, I never thought I was going to be here again. I didn't. I, um, I had, um, I, I had, I had lost like a, a bit of weight, um, about three years ago that I never expected to ever gain back again. Um, And I also, throughout the years, I had kept with these certain dietary, basically restrictions, like I, that were pretty strict. Like I couldn't, um, there was no sugar, no dairy, not dairy. I didn't even eat cheese. I didn't. So there was no, there was no soy, there was no gluten. I didn't eat bread. Um, oftentimes, I didn't even eat um, uh, spaghetti. I, I mean, I just um, I ate a lot of potatoes, um, and um, I ate a lot of eggs. I ate a lot of eggs. That was a big thing. Um, and so I had been on this this 
incredibly restrictive diet, like, like off and on, like, and mostly on for, for years. And, um, and so I, I, so I lose this weight and that, but, but in the interim of all this, I just have to say that I was really learning to love myself. Like I was never going back to this, doing this thing where it's really, really strange when you have body dysmorphia, first of all, you, you I mean, it, 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 it's by definition that you look in the mirror and you do not see yourself clearly. It's like, it's like you are, your brain or your perception of yourself is skewed. Either like, but mostly to the negative. And so, um, and so like, no matter where you're at, really, but like for a while there, I wasn't, I was really liked the way my body was. I really liked it a lot. And then now, I don't know, I want to say in the last, um, it's actually been about the last six months that I've been, um, you know, and it could be partly after the death of my mother that I I just started doing things that I had not done in years, like I started to go and buy <laughs> um, weekly. I'd be on my way to this certain place, and I would buy this certain pastry that I don't even know how to describe how delicious this thing is. Um, it was like a... It was like a croissant with like um, pecan pie in it. It was, it's unbelievably good. And I would buy, you know, one a week. So a pastry a week. Um, but I also was doing other things. I was starting to um, like eat, eat just things that I had not eaten in years. <clears throat> And it was partly an experiment because like Abraham Hicks likes to say that you can eat whatever you want, like eat when you want and whatever you want and eat when you're, she says only eat when you're having a, 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 she calls it a, a downstream feelings. So like basically when you're in the zone or when you're happy or when you're, you know, thinking good thoughts, that's when you should eat. And if you're feeling negative, don't eat. Um, because your body, what, the premise is that your body is going to process the food differently and it is based on our beliefs. And so I could say that this change is based on my beliefs about how I'm eating, but I was somewhat doing an experiment to see if what she's saying has any validity to it whatsoever. Um, but um, but it's just been, and, and it's not over the top. I'm not thinking about it all the time. Um, but I, I will tell you that there is a sense of, of somehow like this sense of shame in me that I am not eating properly or and that I, I appear to be gaining weight. Um, and my clothes are fitting me differently. And, um, and 
also like, and there's some things that there's not a damn thing we can do about. That's a whole other monster that I, that I feel like, um, is not really talked about very much. Like, I don't know, like my legs just, they just look different. Like they, like they look differently than they did even two years ago. Like they, um, and so I don't wear like short shorts. I don't wear short, short dresses. Like I wear shorts, but they're not like really short. And I, and so I was concerned that this little article of clothing might be too short. And it's not. And that's how we got to talking about about this thing about modesty. Um, I don't even think my sister wears shorts. She um, always, she says I'm completely covered from head to toe all the time. Like she not, I mean, she's her arms. She wears long sleeves. She wears, you know, she's completely covered all the time. And, <clears throat> and so... And so there are some things that I can't do anything about, like I can, and I exercise quite frequently, but all things considered, where I'm at right now is a very weird place because I also had this personal trainer and I started doing these weights. So I started weightlifting and strength training and, um, and that could be part of the reason why my body is changing a bit. Um, but you would think that I would be losing weight. Like you would think that, but I, and I don't step on the scale. And if I do step on the scale, I tell them, I don't want to know how much I weigh. Um, because I don't believe in that. I, I just don't. And it sets me back and it's when a woman puts her self-worth on how much she weighs and we do we do we have our self-worth on how much we weigh and it's and it's like it's terrible it's just terrible it's like our self-worth on how much we weigh like it's just not it's not right it's just not it um and our society has really set us up this way um, to, to judge ourselves this way, you know, and I grew up, my mom was never like skinny, skinny, like my mom grew up, I grew up with somebody and, and my mother never over ate. She, um, as she got older, she walked a lot, but when I was younger, she didn't really exercise that much, but, um, she also didn't over overeat. And so I had a totally different view about weight. Um, but I also did not want to weigh as much as my mom did. I didn't want that life for myself, but I also had totally different genes because I, I probably had more of my dad's genes and my dad wasn't, wasn't overweight and wasn't underweight. Like my dad wasn't a thin, thin guy. I mean, he, Um, but, um, anyway, but I, 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 so in growing up with, but so I didn't, I never saw like people who were overweight as like, um, being, um, 
um, like that they were just eating too much. I never saw it that way. I, I, I had this sense that it was partly that my mom's body, this was my mom's body. This was just how she was. This was her natural weight. Um, <clears throat> but I'm sitting here and I, I'm having all these thoughts come to me because, and, and something that I am really, really, really enjoying about this time is that we've moved a little bit from this and that people are especially women are embracing their bodies at different sizes like just how their body is they're more embracing their bodies how they are I mean I am seeing it like even in advertising like I I I saw this, um, my anthropology oftentimes has all different size models in their advertising. And I, I just love it. I think it's the coolest thing because honestly, that dress is not going to fit the way it is on that skinny winnie model on, on all women. It's going to look different. And so I'm, I was just, I was so incredibly happy to see that advertising um and and so i think that women are starting to embrace their their but there is still this push to thinness and honestly there is a whole heck of a lot of self-discipline because most women are not don't look like that they don't. There are some women on the fringe who are just naturally very, very thin. And they don't have to work at it. And they just, they're just thin. It's just their body type. But the majority of women are somewhere between that and, you know, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's a friend, it's a, like, there's a whole bunch of different body types and so and so I I and so basically where I'm at right now is I'm not I'm not in a space where I am like beating up or hating my body it's like I'm just I I really love my body I feel incredibly lucky to have the body that I do I was telling my daughter this the other day when I was I had bought something that I took back because I didn't like the way it looked on me. I, I brought it home and I put it on and I was like, I, this is not going to work for me. So I, I took it back the next day and I was calling my daughter to tell her that I was taking it back. And I, and I said, you know, I never thought in a million years that when I got to be the age that I am right now, that I would feel as good as I do. I just, I never thought I would even look as good as I do because I look pretty good. Like, and then I have to say for my age, see, and this ageism is really, I didn't even know necessarily about it until I reached an age and then now I know about it. Um, And I have to say, like, the, there's a certain age group too that I think is, is, you know, women around 30-ish, 
um, and just they're, they're, that I've actually worked with that I, I don't know what the deal is with them, but, um, <laughs> and it's like worse with women than it is with men. And then them, like the stereotype, you know, and of me, my generation, my hair color, like the way that I look, the way I present myself in the world. And I just, um, I don't even know. I, I, but anyway, but there's nothing that can be even worse in some ways than my own self. Um, it with this ageism and, but I was telling my daughter, like, I feel like, I feel like I look pretty good and I feel like my body, I'm so appreciative of this body, you know? And I, I, and so most of the time I'm in like a really good space with it all. It's just that I, I, I really, I'm getting back. What I'm doing is I'm getting back to my eating differently and making different choices and not buying that Danish. You know, I, I clearly, if I want the body that I want to maintain, I cannot eat even that Danish once a week. I can't, I can't do it. I can't. So I have to make choices. Um, and, and I know how to, how to get back, you know, to where I would like to be, but, um, (laughs) and I'm not sure about my weight training. I, I have been pretty disappointed in, to be honest, in the results. I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, and I don't know if I need to be doing it more. I mean, possibly I, I do, but, um, I, it hasn't done exactly what I was expecting it to. And so I don't know, I don't think I'm going to continue is what I'm saying, because it's also very expensive. I, I, in New Year's resolutions that I don't even, I, I resolve all the time, but. But I have some goals for myself in the next six months. Um, and yesterday I, I went to this this place that I had gone to to write when I wrote my first book. And so I I go and I, I sit and then people come up and start talking to me. And it was like really distracting. I hate to word it, but it really was. And, um, and then I just... I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really write at all yesterday. Um, but I'm going to, I'm dedicating myself like a three days a week. I'm going to be doing this and then weekend, you know, and I cut out, I'm cutting out any, all the, all like the fluff in my life because I need to focus on that. I need to focus because I am so incredibly excited about, um, writing, I'm, I'm attempting to write another book. And so, so everything is going to be going on the back burner, (laughs) not my daily practices, but, um, everything that doesn't support that, um, is going to be, I'm I, I told, I warned some people in my life, I'm going into hermit mode. So 
don't expect to hear from me as much except for you guys I can't imagine me not but I just wanted to share that I um I don't know why I ever doubt I don't I don't know why I ever doubt like I I really I really and I sometimes I I why I ever really even let anything upset me why I let anything upset me you know I was like I was thinking about this roomy quote where it says like basically don't grieve anything because it'll come back to you in a different form and that was like really coming to me you know especially yesterday that quote just kept coming to me during the day um in the morning or maybe the day before I can't remember but it was just it was just this quote you know don't grieve anything because everything comes back in a different form and so it's like ah you'll be okay it'll come back one way or another um and it did things are looking good anyway (laughs) thank you for listening and I'll be back with other ideas and that's a wrap